0: March seventeenth, two thousand eighteen, it's a lot from Pedro show. For Peter Show. Happy St. Patrick's Day. A man alone? Well, not really, because by the magic of those terrible engineers in Estonia with their Skype software, I'm joined far away La Harbor Heights, uh, part of SoCal, with uh, Johnny and Owen from DMF. Welcome aboard, guys. Thanks for having us aboard, What? Uh, Thank you. We're glad glad to be here. We started off the show with uh, John Coltrane with Miles Davis, the last tour you ever did with him, Europe tour, 1960, and a tune called Round Midnight. I think uh, Clint Eastwood made a movie. Uh, He's Dexter Gordon. He played kind of a composite kind of guy, Bud Powell. and I don't know. But I remember seeing right around that movie, uh, Dexter and this little trio open for uh, me and Raymond went to a Hollywood Bowl, and uh, I can't remember who was on bass for Miles, but the dude did a bass solo on his knees at the Hollywood Bowl, and then we heard DMF balls out. Uh, who wants to go first, Johnny or Owen? Yeah, go ahead and go first. What?
1: How do you because want to start? What
0: I want to know. I'm going to talk about both you guys' journey through music. So if you're going to go first, Johnny, Johnny, can I ask you
1: your earliest musical memory, recollection? Sure, we're going to get started, but we do have Stoney joining us, actually. So all three of us are here. He got here a little late. But anyway, what? My first musical recollection was listening to records coming off of a stereo in my living room when I was a little kid. So, like, my parents would put on Disney records and things like that. I remember a, a record called the Music Machine. I couldn't tell you a thing about it, but I just remember the name of it. There used so, to it was be always to be having music.
0: There used to be a club in West LA called the Music Machine. Oh, yeah, on, right? Yeah, it was on Pico. Minute yeah, men played up. there many times. What's that? You guys got to understand. We can't talk at the same time. One guy has to talk. Other guy has to listen. You got that? Hello? I got that. Okay. Yeah, and I'm also, yes. I can't see you, so you have to talk to me, okay? I can't read minds. So I'm, I'm getting, to, you know, I'm trying. I'll get to that point, but till then, let's please use words. Okay, so, and where's this at, Johnny? All right. This is, I grew up in Fullerton, okay. Fullerton, Orange County. Sure, sure. Fullerton, home of the middle class and adolescents and all kinds of people. It's actually uh, people not from Orange County, they think all of Orange County is by the beach, and Fullerton actually is a part that's not by the beach, <laughs> it's a little more inland. Right. So, but it's, it's a cool place, and uh, there used to be places to play there. In fact, uh, there was a big John's Pool Hall and some kind of skating ring, I think that was Galaxy. called Galaxy. I think that was. I can't remember, but uh, I remember okay, so uh. In the house, or your your parents played music on the stereo. Was there any instruments? Were they listeners or were they
1: musicians? My mom had an upright piano that was, it was weird. It was a grand piano key layout, but it was built like an upright. So it could be in like smaller, <clears throat> smaller houses and stuff. Sure. But my mom rarely played it, but I would mess around with it. Okay. So maybe that's the first uh, <clears throat> instrument you ever did.
0: Yeah, I can say, yeah. I would say that's... Uh, do you remember the first uh, record you bought?
1: Yes, I bought... The first single I bought, it was a 45 at the warehouse when we had those. Yeah,
0: there was and a chain in California here called The Warehouse People.
1: It was the Stray Cat Strut by the Stray Cats. Okay. Okay.
0: I think one of those guys ended and, up living in Orange County for a while, right? The drummer or the bass or... Which one's Slim? I, I, Slim, I guess the drummer. Okay. Yeah, because I think I know, one of them was
1: living in O.C. for a while. Uh, what about in school? Did you have music in school? Yes. Yes, the elementary school I went to. Uh, they started the orchestral instruments in fourth grade. Wow. I wasn't interested. Okay. But then in fifth grade, we got to pick uh, it, what instrument we wanted to play. And because I had been shown the Beastie Boys by somebody down the street, I was dead set on the saxophone because I wanted to learn how to play Brass Monkey.
0: Oh, the Beasties. Not too orchestra, but kind of.
1: Right. (laughs) Well, I was given the option on what instrument I could play. Sure. And um, I like the song, so I said, yeah, let's learn saxophone. And I I, I went with
0: that for a year. Same thing happened to me in seventh grade, but there was like 30 other dudes, so I got clarinet. And after 10 weeks of that, I got kicked out for being too late.
1: Anyway, uh, how long were you on the sax? I did the saxophone for, for one school year, my, my fifth grade year. And then I decided I wanted to play the drums. It just seemed more happening. Yeah. And Did they have that in the school band? Yes, they did have the drums. The drums were available. So I was able to get myself my little Remo practice pad oh, and um, start going along and practicing the drums and learning how to read it and playing it in the sixth grade class. Did you uh, just do it at school or did you do it, do it at home
0: too? Did you start jamming with buddies?
1: I didn't start jamming with buddies till about Tenth grade. Okay. But between then and, okay. and and this is my sixth grade here. I continually did play in the school band. I took advantage of that. If I'm going to get a grade for playing an instrument, I, I might as well do it. Right. Yeah. What about gigs?
0: What was the first gig you went to?
1: The first gig I went to, it was. It was in Orange. It was in Placentia. There was a coffee house, long gone, called Cafe Nove. And the ska scene was really big, and I remember I went to go see the Aquabats when they were first starting out. Sure.
0: Sure. I remember them cats' and, outfits uh, and stuff. And I think they're still going, in fact. Maybe they don't do as much ska. They, but...
1: Yeah, they, they're they still out there. Uh, I think they've got their hands in other endeavors. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, uh, okay, so in 10th grade, you start playing with other... Because you, I know you more as a guitar man. When did you go to guitar?
1: I actually went to guitar in 2001. Okay. Okay.
0: And so a lot after, the long part. time after drums.
1: Yeah, quite a bit. And I decided I wanted to play guitar because I hit a good jackpot in Vegas one night. And I said, fuck it. I love playing the drums, but I want to learn guitar now. So I took my jackpot and went and bought a, bought a guitar set up and started teaching myself how to play. Oh, bitch. Okay, who wants to go next?
0: Bass?
1: All go right, ahead. Alright
2: yeah,
0: here. Alright. Stoney. Er, Stony here. Stony, earliest music memory.
2: Earliest music memory. <laughs> uh it's going on road trips to my family. Uh listen to sixties, seventies bands. Uh their records pretty much
0: so in the uh, you're talking like the radio of the stereo in the car or something or cassette yeah okay what about at home was there any instruments
2: um i started playing I, guitar back like, in did you have brother grade.
0: sister or did your parents play
2: no. Um, my mom sang. Okay. Um, all of, all of uh, my mom's side were singers, uh, but they didn't actually play any instruments. I was the first one. So how'd you get a guitar? Uh, I, I saw Aerosmith in concert when I was 10, and I was like, damn it, I need, a, I need to be a rock star. So I told my mom to pick me up a guitar.
0: You didn't want to be the singer. You should have asked her to pick you up some scarves.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> Maybe
0: a little Keith Richard on the song. Oh, Joe Perry. Uh, okay, so 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 they get you a guitar. What, an acoustic or an electric guitar with an amp?
2: It was actually an acoustic electric, so it was both. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. about a year later, I got my first electric with an amp. And, did they make uh, you uh, take lessons? I went to lessons for about five months and then decided uh, I should just teach myself.
0: What about at school? Did you uh, do you have any
2: music at school? Uh, we did have music programs, but I, I was never in one, no.
0: Okay uh and wh- where'd you grow up you're, you're oc too also
2: absolutely
0: Born okay. like <laughs> well, i, I can like i was saying i can't remind so you have to tell me this stuff uh because you know i wasn't born in pedro <laughs> believe it or not <laughs> sometimes that shit happens right you don't end up in the place that you're born that's why i asked them what was the first record you bought yourself
2: uh, it was Aerosmith, um... So first gig bass. and
0: first record. All right. They're they're big time. To- you, know, you know, you might find this interesting. You know whose favorite band I played with uh, that you might not expect? Have you ever heard this guy called, uh, uh, Glenn Branca? No. He makes this kind of uh, weird symphonic music with many guitars. Sometimes I played a gig with him. He had 64 guitars, 20 basses, and one drum. It's, it's uh, yeah. Thurston and Lee played with these cats. It's kind of where, along with a guy named Reese Chatham, who coincidentally was pursuing the same kind of angle in the 70s, uh, Sonic Youth comes from this school of guitar playing. And his, uh, f- he told me at this, uh, we were getting ready to do the Symphony number no. 13, and he told me his favorite band was Aerosmith. So that shows you, you don't have to right. be avant-garde to be avant-garde. <laughs> so, he, he, <laughs> he, he also told me he came from the theater uh, world. Okay, now we need Owen on the drum. Owen, what's your earliest musical memory? Right All
4: right. Owen, right here.
0: Yeah, I'm waiting. I already asked yeah, you the question. Your earliest music recollection? The earliest thing I remember
4: was we had a stereo in the house, and my dad used to always love to play ABBA and um, Blondie. So that—that's my first uh, musical recollections of listening yeah. to that with my dad.
0: Was there? Were they listeners, or was there instruments in the pad? You should be a little familiar um, oh, with the questions because I asked the other guys the same kind of things.
4: Right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, my mom, she grew up singing and playing piano. Was there one in that's the pad? The only, um,
0: I'm sorry? Yeah, see, only one of us can talk at a time, okay. Was there a piano in the pad? Yes, there was, and I,
4: I actually took piano lessons at an early age.
0: Wow, did you like it? Uh, not so much. Um, yeah, a lot, of it, people, but it did, a lot of people I talk to, when they have piano lessons early, they hate it. <laughs> not everyone, but a lot. Do you think it was the teacher? You
3: know, I,
0: it, Do you think it was the material? I I hated, Do you think it was the teacher?
4: Yeah, I was just going to say... Yeah, I, I don't think it was so much the piano. I think it was the teacher that I really didn't, uh, or I, I really disliked. Um, well, sometimes,
0: sometimes it's the material too,
4: right? Like they don't yeah, want to teach know, it, you. They don't want to
0: teach a little Richard. They want to teach a Chopin <laughs> and uh, Beethoven, and nothing wrong with those guys. But that's, I'm just saying what a lot of people tell me. You know, I wish I would have had piano lessons when I was young. So I'm not anti-lessons. So how long did you do it, right. Owen?
4: Well, actually, I I remember um, one of the songs I learned was for Elise, and I can't remember who sings it or whatever. But the piano did teach me how to learn music, which I'm eternally grateful for.
0: Okay. Can you tell me the first record you bought yourself? I want to say it was Kiss Alive. Yeah, I remember that
4: one.
0: Yeah, I think it's the last one I got from those guys.
4: Yeah, I bought that one from a little record store in Downey called Licorice Pizza.
0: Ah, so you're not OC. You're Inland.
4: No, no, I grew up in Downey.
0: Yeah. It's not Inland Empire, but it's on the way out there.
4: Well, it's closer to L.A., so I was able to go to the Olympic gigs and and, um, Defenders and Long Beach. You know
0: who's from, uh, from Downey is the Blasters. So is the Carpenters. Yes, yes. Yes uh yes, what was the first year. what was the first gig you saw Owen
4: Actually this was a good one I saw Berlin X and the B52s at Magic Mountain
0: Now that ain't by fucking Downey. that's up in the Grapevine almost
4: Yeah yeah it's in Valencia and I was in high school and yeah, that was the, the Usually when I hear about Valencia
0: of- it's people telling me about them going to Cal Arts but you know, I always see Magic Mountain, and I remember for a time there there was gigs there. I remember a suburban lawns sure. hearing about them playing there. I remember. Uh, look, I want to play right. some DMF right now. Uh, no, no, I got to ask you first. How did you make the switch from piano to drums? Did you steal them well, from Johnny? Uh,
4: <laughs> you know, my my mom made me take the piano lessons, and she said just try them out. And then in junior high, I also tried. Actually, it was in elementary school. I tried. I think the the viola or or something like that. I didn't yeah. like that. And then um, viola is like to, a hey, big you know violin.
0: Cool. Uh, let me explain. A viola's like a big violin. People not as big as a cello, but bigger than a violin. Oh. Right, in so, fact, yeah, you know so what Spot calls them? Spot calls them the fedola. <laughs> right,
5: but you know, I, I
4: realized I realized early on. That cello players and piano players don't get the chicks. So I start thinking drums. That's where it's at.
0: Mm, I don't know about that. You know, <laughs> I don't know that. You gotta, you gotta, no you gotta idea. look up a guy that was named. I can't remember his first name right now, but his last name was Paganini, and this motherfucker wore a cape, and he was a total rock star like 120 years ago <laughs> on the fucking violin. So right, right. Know, some people, they'll tell you it's not where you're from, it's where you're at. So, yeah. you cool. wanted to get on the drums for women.
4: It just, Mark, it, it was cool. And, you know, if that, that happened, that happened.
0: Okay. I'm going to play something from DMF here. It's called Mr. Worthless. <laughs>
3: Workless. I got no job. Cards are worthless. I live like a slob. God, go home when I'm high on gold. Cards are worthless. That's all I can say. Hey. Cards are worthless. I'm a piece of shit. Cards are worthless. They're and hit. sex you need to speak less Uh, class mother sex you need to love less Boo da i <laughs> Thank you. So SSD going
0: Vivo show here at DMF with Mr. Worthless and First Class Duo System with Gina El Camino helping out with the singing. Alice Bag, brand new 77, which I guess about the old days. Uh, don't tell me why. From the Brainiacs, I just found this. I think 1979. I saw these guys a few times. In fact, got to play with them with the uh, carpenter's old practice pad space in Long Beach, plugs, bags. Brainiacs, and we were called, we weren't called Minutemen yet, we were called Reactionaries. Then we had uh, Petra Hayden with Hope, uh, Vasco Aronazovsky, Cristina Gorosovsky, and I, I played the bass on this, something called Nisto Nemo de Ná, And then farther south, the Soda Machine Burns, Giovina Italia, 1518. Hello from Unlux, Boston Crew from Bronx. That's with three X's. Black Moss, Super Rainbow, Brand New. The Beat of Creeper. John S. Williams, Silence. And finally, Don't Give a Fuck by DMF. We're at the end of the first hour. for Pedro shows. Happy St. Patrick's Day, March 17, 2018. Hold time for hour two. March 17, 2018 is second hour. for Pedro Show. For Pedro, show start off the second hour with DMF doing spanking machine then uh, Woodpile from the Kings of Lower Town Zero Dent with this time when I come to when I come to by Here Lies Man Spirit Valley with Abyss Desired Effect in parentheses Detroit from Disorder and finally Shitty Day from DMF yeah. okay look I got you guys as beginnings and stuff I want to know how the band how'd you guys meet each other Actually, some of you guys are late, uh, more recent than others. It probably, you're probably in the beginning days, right, Johnny? Yes, I am the the sole founding member. Sole founding member. That's oh. a good. That sounds better than guitar singer almost. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, 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 tell me, how did DMF start? I mean, I give me the whole fucking deal. Right? <laughs> give me the whole enchilada, Johnny. So. You switched over from drums. You got yourself a you got yourself a guitar setup from a, a gambling win, and, and and what you want
1: to start yep. a band? Well, actually, DMS started as a side project, where I remember being approached by an acquaintance by the name of Eli Arce. He wanted me to drum for him in a in a one off, doing cover songs from like '77 punk band or punk style like Johnny Thunders and Dead Boy covers and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I, I said, okay, I'll, I'll do it, because I was currently in a different band. But I was looking for a side project because I just wanted to play. And I did the, the one-off gig with them, and they seemed to be all right, so we started just fucking around in the studio more. And I was, I was on the drum, so I started being playing the part of the drummer and the lead singer. What was this project called? It started off being called Filth OC, but then because there was a punk band previously called Filth, I thought let's keep something about a filth theme. Let's go with Dirty Motherfuckers (DMF)
0: and lose the OC.
1: And we went okay. with it.
0: Okay. And uh, so you and Eli. So, but he, what, he was, was Eli used to be on guitar.
1: <clears throat> Is that it? Eli used to be okay. on guitar. You were on drums. Yes, Eli was on guitar. we were, I was on drums and vocals, and we had a re- revolving door of bass players. But when did uh, it switch find the right when, fit when, for uh, the longest time? When did it switch? When did you get over on the guitar, Johnny? This was in two thousand one, is when I made the switch. Okay. And what happened to Eli? He went to drums? No. Unfortunately He got the shovel, the Sometimes musicians Yeah. <laughs> When you don't grow, yeah, it just kind of doesn't work out. So I decided to step up and find a drummer of my own, okay. which I did. <laughs> so and then the revolving bass I, um, player thing. I remember. Yeah. Well, the bass player thing got a little more consistent as time went on when I stepped up and started playing guitar. Yeah. So I... I and this remember is the first project
0: uh, that you uh, actually played guitar in, right? All your stuff before that was drumming.
1: That is that is correct. This is the first time
0: playing guitar. Do you remember that first gig you did Do So, do you remember the first guita-
1: gig you did on guitar and singing? Yeah, I remember that. It was okay. <clears throat> it was at the back alley in Fullerton, down by in like the college drinker area. Yeah, by Cotton Club. Uh, I remember it, it's on the other side of Commonwealth. Yeah, I, I, I've been in the old downtown so, and, of Fullerton. And like Uh
0: I played a place called the Continental Club.
1: Yeah, it's a cool place. Yeah, is it near where you were? Yeah, it's actually a stumbling distance from the Continental. Okay. So <laughs> um, it's uh, so I remember going up to play guitar for the first time after being the drummer and the lead singer. Sure. And as you would say, what? It was a true pant shitter. It was a pant because shitter. Because I'm used to being behind a tr- Yes. Yeah. And all I have is a skinny ass mic stand yeah. that I'm a little fatter than. And I had nothing to hide. Yeah.
0: No mysteries.
1: Yes. Yeah. So but I made it. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: well, it got better from there. Congratulations. Uh shit. Let- <laughs> uh, i want, i want to say uh i want to play uh down at the bar. For Pedro Show, you heard Down at the Bar by DMF. Then Faya, stuck like you, frog hair with Don't Forget to Save a Spot for Me. Everyone is Dirty with Wax Mannequin Mode, Mold mold, Omen, Mode, Mold, (laughs) as as in Fungus, Among Us, with Banishing Ritual, SS Space Systems with Chori, Leaves Never Fall in Vain. And finally, DMF were dead in bed. No, dead in the bed. Sorry. Uh, so, Owen came on board
1: before Stoney, right? Uh, actually, Owen came on board after Stony. I'm the oh. newest member. Okay, then I'm an idiot. Uh,
0: <laughs> Not at all. Then uh, clarify it. Okay, so how's Stoney come on? Study. Oh, hey, no. we're at the end of Save it for the third hour. We're at the end of the second hour, March 17, 2018, Dishawat Pedro Show. DMF, hold tight for hour three. March 17th, 2018, it's the third hour of Watch for Pedro Show.
5: portrayal. Life complete, you left quite a paper trail. Get drunk and tell the truth, it's not like the old days. Stare into the light and treat your parents right.
0: for Pedro Show, start the third hour off of DMF doing Crazy Eye. Then this click with a gasoline, paper trail, Stuttgart version, I took your name, Cave Dweller, Godzilla Snacks, can we go from the Manic Low? That's OC guy, Jack, right there. Um, what's he called? Grisham now. right? <laughs> I think he uses his real name now. And finally, Get Me from DMF. And so tell me the story of Stoney and only joining join uh, fucking
1: DMF. Okay, so I met Stoney through my wife. And they used to work together. And I was at a time when I had another member who was about to leave the band. So... He came to try out for drums originally, but he told me he played bass. And he nailed the songs on the bass so well I told me he knew a drummer so I said bring him in and that guy didn't work out unfortunately and that's when Owen came in and filled the spot How'd you find Owen? He's weighing Downy. <laughs> Owen was a fan of the band for a long time okay. Yes I
0: was So like a gig goer
1: yeah. yeah He, You would come to multiple dmf gigs for or for for i don't know how many years he you came to a long right? time yeah I was, a,
4: I was a huge fan and an opportunity came up to where uh i could join and i, I didn't have to think twice about it i was like heck yeah
0: did you say heck yeah? all the words and everything did you say <laughs> heck yeah
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: fuck yeah <laughs> okay. i said that okay <laughs> let's play ride <laughs>
5: Mine is rough and i am get dizzy as I go These mechanical devices aren't unfit distraction We're love It's just an abstraction see labels all around But it's too much trouble to track one down It's been twenty-five years down on my knees twenty-five trips
3: Thank you.
0: You heard the a Ride doing DMF. you got to be still. One of us talk at time, please. Then Jeff Parker with Mannerisms. He was on a couple weeks ago. Roosterhead, 25 minutes. Uh, the innumerable silence from David Gerard and Charles Spencer. Born on the Cob. By Mute Point and Finally Something Different from DMF. So what was the first gig all three you guys played at?
1: Mm, I believe it was at the doll Hut. All right. Yeah. It was at the Doll Hut, and uh, tell me about it. Okay, so it was it's the owner Max' birthday show, and Owen's new to the band. He went up to go play along with us, and um, well, I did. I think he did all right, but he could tell you his experience better than I could. <clears throat> yeah, you know, um, I, I knew most of the songs
4: already before I joined the band. And I remember before I joined, um, their drummer wasn't able to make it, so they were going to play an acoustic guitar, acoustic bass. So I ended up going up on stage at the Doll Hut and playing the rhythm on the wall, just hitting the wall, and uh, just playing. And I think that was kind of what sealed the deal for them asking me, because I already knew the songs, and I, I can keep a decent Owen, beat. Owen, what, what so, do you
1: mean
0: about playing the wall? The bulk you like you're hitting the sticks on the bulkhead? No, just my, my hands.
4: My hand Not hand even was sticks, the wall. hands.
0: So you're like, like kind of playing some kind here. of like a conga drum or bongos on the fucking bulkhead. <laughs> he was hitting the wall with the, with a the church key. Church key? You mean like to open bottles? Yeah. yeah. I could teach you a trick with lyre. You don't have to use them things. Uh, so he passed the audition, I guess, and the next gig was with a drum set? Yeah, yes, it was. <clears throat> yeah, it, it went really
4: good. Um, little nervous because you know I've been watching these guys play and and they always have really really good people and I was a little intimidated, but you know like anything else, once you start playing you just let go and you know I had a blast and everything worked out and you know it, it was fun and it's just it's always fun playing with DMF always.
1: Have you guys toured? We basically stick with California and we'll touch out to our neighboring states to Arizona, and Nevada. Okay. They not have regular jobs. They don't have enough time to take off to go tour. Yeah, but, I, I
0: understand. I understand. But... I was just curious <clears throat> because, like, you've been doing this what seventeen years now, Johnny? Right? Oh, about yeah, twenty. Yeah. So I was wondering, maybe so, so, so some little tours, Cali tour. Well, Cali's a big state, so uh, you can do a lot right. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do a lot here. Uh, but do you think this is like the the version of the band?
1: Well, I think we're, we all work well together and, um, yeah, I'm happy with how it is. And I think they're happy. (laughs) Yes. So, so what about plans?
0: What about plans? Because a lot of the stuff that you gave me is from earlier
1: incarnations. Does this carnation going to get in the studio? Yes, we will be hitting the studio. We will be working with, with new stuff eventually. Uh, we're kind of, Getting back on our feet with things, I took a little bit of time off family life. Yeah. We actually got
2: Doll Hut Studios. Yeah, so we, we'll be doing everything
1: at, at the Doll Hut Studios. Oh, Freddie, we got I, to... I, uh,
0: I played for Freddie, but in January, like right, it's right, right next to Doll Hut. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like we were pra- all, all. It's kind of practice pads yeah. and stuff. Yeah,
1: and uh, uh, got... yeah, so we'll be we'll opening Doll Studios to to record and. Get some new shit nailed down. Uh, Even dirtier stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, it'll,
1: it'll be really, with this lineup, it'll be the first time? Yeah. This will be the first time going to the studio with this lineup. <clears throat> right, so it'll right. be nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, when you get it recorded and stuff, I'd, I'd love to hear it. So please, flow. Uh, oh, most definitely. You're 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 you're
1: the main songwriter, is that right, Johnny? Well, for most of the songs that are that we've been playing, yeah, those were written mainly by me. But once Stony joined the band, and he learned every single song that we have written okay. because of you know, and he's dedicated to this. I know he's not going anywhere. So I said, okay, if you want something to do, go for it. And that's where something different came from. That, that's all Stony, that's right That's a stony
0: there. song. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That was the last song we played, people. Uh, yeah, it does have kind of a different... I mean, you could still tell it's DMF, but it has it kind of another direction. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. So you're going to bring in a co-writer. Okay. Uh, composer. That's That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so when you write songs... It's personal for you, right? But you're having fun. But do you think of them as DMF songs or are these
1: Johnny songs? The this is these these are DMF songs. Yeah, okay. When I write them, okay. It's just having fun with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
0: no, yeah. And that's <laughs> I was. Uh, where did so, I, I read somewhere? Uh, where this uh, writer in Orange County called you guys like the
1: OC Two Live crew. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will take that. Ha- happily uh, we are the, the orange county punk rock version of the two live crew from oc weekly
0: yeah actually but, florida um, has an orange county too isn't that funny well they grow a lot of oranges here.
1: yeah but but that was a different lineup right uh well that was it was it was it was myself it was stony but we had a different drummer at the time oh, okay. okay but um but that's uh right before owen slid into the band
0: okay because okay. i know it was from a couple years ago and I was reading about yeah. that. It was hilarious, and uh, I mean, yeah. you know, music can be very heavy. It can be very sad. It can be uh, even kind of serious, right? But it can have be a lot of fun too. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes for me, it's almost fucking therapy. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Some kind of pressure relief valve. When you when you're when you're in the songwriting mode, I wonder. You know, that's why I'm saying. So you do consider as a DMF. Now you've play, been playing with these guys long enough to know their personas and stuff. And I love the way Stoney is like, uh, yeah, dedicated to the band. And Owen too, you know, learning all the stuff before he was even in the band. You can't yeah. think of a yeah. better situation. You know, I, I like trios too. And when you have two guys that want to do it with you, man, it's fucking happening. There's, I I. I You know, I was thinking about this last night driving home from this gig downtown and like it was with Tom and Raul and uh, I was thinking, man, is it lucky to have cats like this who want to play with you, you know? Right. Uh, Especially, you know, kind of the not typical front man is the bass guy, but it doesn't matter, you know? Uh, Also with Pete and Jer and the Italian guys, I've been really lucky. So I can relate with you, Johnny, having a good crew now and I can't wait to hear this new record. Really. And I I wish you guys all the successes. And In fact, when the record gets done, will you come on the show again and we can talk about it? Absolutely.
1: yeah. we'll play the whole fucking thing,
0: and we'll rap about each tune and where it it comes from and where it was supposed to be going. I want to thank you so much for being on. Uh, uh, Really, I wish you all the best, and uh, keep on keeping on. And also, congrats on the new shipmate, Johnny. Uh, it's <laughs> been a March 17, 2018 edition of the for Pedro Show, people. Keep your powder dry.